Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Amen. Glory to God. Well, hold your Bible up tonight. Say it out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. It is the incorruptible, indestructible, never changing, living, eternal Word of God. And I will apply it to my life. And it will change my life. And I'll never, 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 never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Go with me to James chapter 1. And we want to continue with this that we've been looking at over the past few weeks. The power in the Word. I got a text from a young man that I've been discipling uh, today, and uh, he was telling me about uh, the series Power, and he lives out of state, the series of Power in the Word that he's been listening to, and, and he works on a farm, and he was out working in the, in the garden, in the, uh, tilling the, the garden, and he said, I was shouting, and uh, he had been dealing with uh, some things. Um, and he said, I didn't think it would ever be possible to quit smoking weed. And he said, but I've been listening to the Power in the Word series, and I've quit and don't want it anymore. Amen. So, you know, it's for everybody, but if it wasn't for anybody but him, praise the Lord. Amen. So we've, we've made this statement over the, the few weeks that there are many things that believers will state are the most important uh, things to a believer, and we went through many of them, uh, uh, prayer, uh, worship, fasting, laying on of hands, different, different things, and we've, we've been very uh, careful to say all of those things are important, all of those things have a place in the life of a believer, but the single most important thing in the life of a believer is simply the Word. It's the Word of God. The single most important thing to a believer's life is the Word of God. Because the power of the Word of God is what can produce effective change in any area of the believer's life. Anybody's life, but the believer's life for the sake of who we're teaching. And you can't renew your mind through prayer. If you have to renew your mind through the Word. If you don't renew your mind through the Word, chances are you're praying wrong. Because you got to renew your mind to the Word. you got to pray the Word. All of your praying is based on the Word, stems from the Word, comes from the Word. The most effective form of prayer that you have, um, other than praying in the Holy Spirit when the need arises, is to pray the Word. There's always an answer to what you need to pray in the Word of God, but that won't renew your mind. Praying won't renew your mind. Amen. If we, because, because if you pray without a renewed mind, you're going to pray doubt, you're going to pray unbelief, you're going to pray fear. 
right? It won't renew your mind. You can't renew the mind uh, through the laying on of hands. You can't renew your mind through fasting. You should fast. It's a spiritual discipline we all need. We all need to participate in. Amen. There was some of the greatest breakthroughs in my ministry have been through an extended period of fasting and prayer. But here's the thing. Fasting and prayer helps me settle my body down so I can be clearer to hear from God. It doesn't renew my mind. It deals with my body, not my mind. The Word, you are a tripartite being, spirit, soul, and body. And, and, and there are different facets that deal with each of those. Fasting can help you in your body. Amen. But when it comes to the mind and the spirit, it's the Word. I got to renew my mind through the Word, and the Word feeds my spirit. I can't pray myself spiritually strong. I got to eat myself spiritually strong. Amen. Oh, glory. Do you see that? It requires the Word to renew the mind. And I'm reiterating this so we get it. Brother Hagen, in the early days of his ministry, pastoring the church, and he said every Friday night they started having deliverance meetings. And he said people would come and get delivered. And he said they would run, jump, shout, run the pews. And he said we had all kind of manifestations you'd want to see and some you'd never want to see. Amen. And he said after a while that started tailing off. So he said we started having uh, loosening meetings. And everybody that got delivered came to get loosed. And after a while that tailed off. And he said so we started having getting free meetings. And everybody that got delivered and got loose, now they're coming to get free. And you remember what he said? He said, and I begin to visit with the people in my church, and I begin to visit with the families. And he said, if there was any difference in any of their lives, I couldn't tell it. Amen. I appreciated his honesty. Amen. And he said that he went to the Lord about it, and the Lord said this to him. He said, it's because you're trying to do through the laying on of hands what only the Word can do. Laying on of hands is one of the six foundational doctrines of the, of the church that you find in Hebrews 6, right? The doctrine of laying on of hands. But the point is that won't renew your mind. Amen. He went on to say this, I have found over many years of ministry that most people's problems stem not from demons but from having unrenewed minds. Many Christians do not renew their minds to think in line with God's Word. They believe, think, and say the wrong things, and therefore they are constantly inviting the attacks of the enemy because they've left the door wide open to him. Amen. So one of the primary supernatural aspects of the Word is its ability to renew our minds. And that's that constant process of renewing my mind. In James chapter 1, James is writing here to the church, and he says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, notice, that's able to save your souls. The Amplified Bible says, Get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowths of wickedness, and in an humble, gentle, modest spirit, Receive and welcome the word 
which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. It contains the power to save your soul. Amen. The, the King James says it is able. Well, the word able means to be able, to have power, to be able to do something. So that ability, that power is in the word. Receive the engrafted word that is able, that has the power, that's able to do something about the situation. And then notice something. Very often, verse 22 is just snatched out of its setting and quoted like this. Well, you know, the Bible says, be doers of the word. Well, that is true. It does say that. But there's a word before it. It says, but. Well, if we back up and look at verse 21 again and read it in the, the complete context, lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. Now, hang on right there. So what's the understood subject here? The word. What are we receiving? What are they receiving? What's that? So they're laying apart something, and they're receiving something. So they're laying the, the, the naughtiness. What did the Amplified Bible say? They're laying the uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness aside, and they're receiving with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. Next verse. But be doers of the word. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. What, what does that mean? There are people that think that they can somehow renew their mind without the word. And James just said you cannot. He said if you think that you can renew your mind without the word, you're deceiving yourself. There, and how am I doing the word? By receiving the word. Amen. See, pastors make a mistake when they, they lead people to believe. You know, people, people come to church, and people will come to church with an unrenewed mind, and they'll buck and shout and jump and run, amen, fall out on the floor, sweat. And boy, they feel good. Woo, they feel a mile high. Glory to God, wasn't that a good service tonight? But they came with an unrenewed mind, and they leave with an unrenewed mind. Because it's not jumping the pews and running and shouting and sweating. And we do all that. We do it all. Amen. During six days of faith, Lily looked at Mama and said, Can I run? Can I just run? And she just took off. I just took off with her. Amen. You watch James sometimes. He's over in the chute. He's just ready to go. When James comes to church and sits like this. He's just waiting. He's just waiting. What you say? And he's gone. <laughs> Looks like a guy running, getting ready to run the 40, just ready to go. But here's the thing. That's not renewing the mind. That's not renewing the mind. You can deceive yourself into thinking that that's the answer. He said you're deceived when you don't do the word. Is that right? So I've got a part, watch, laying something aside then I've got to do the word because the laying aside does not renew the mind. And the laying aside will only be effective if I do the word. Then it produces long-lasting results. 
I've talked to people over the years. I was sharing this with my wife not too long ago. And, and you know, it'll be, what, 32 years next year, 31 years this year that you've been free? 30 in August. And, and here's the thing. No relapse. No up and down. Now, she had hands laid on her and was instantly delivered. But then she was staying with a couple that got her and got her in the Word. If you want to stay free, you got to stay in the Word. And she's had a steady diet of the Word for over 30 years. And what did that always result in? Freedom. And so she never had a chance to think like an addict after she got born again. Because the Word started renewing her mind. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I taught a, a, a Bible-based recovery program in the Johnson County Adult Detention Center for over 12 years, 13 years, and uh, uh, did the Bible study. I, w- I would do the Bible study, and then we would have the substance use program the next day. And I spent a lot of time. I was spent overt amounts of time going to the Word of God with these men and talking to them and women and, and sharing with them this, this fact of renewing your mind to who God says you are. Amen. When you take, now I'm not teaching on this per se, but you take a group like AA, phenomenal group, wonderful group, 12 steps. I, I use 12 steps in my Christian program, but here's the thing. Uh, worldwide, worldwide, they have about a 29% success rate. Now, that's phenomenal considering how many people come to that group. Take a group like Teen Challenge, 98% success rate. What's the difference? The Word. The Word. The Word. You cannot, you cannot constantly digest the Word and ingest the Word and stay the same because the Word turns you into what you're seeing. And when you realize I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, right, you, you, you become that. Do, doing the Word. Doing the Word. Amen. In the, in the Word of God is the ability to renew our minds or save our souls. That's the power that the Word exerts. It changes anything that you put it up against. Amen. Glory to God. There's the story of the young lady that went to Brother Hagin's church that he pastored, and she was uh, uh, had 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 well, she had went to first grade so long that they finally had to ask her mom to take her out of school because she was she wasn't learning, and she was 17, 18 years of age and would crawl around on the floor and 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 just you know acted like a, a you know six year old. Or maybe less. Amen. Brother Hagin said, I never laid hands on her. She just kept coming and hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. And one day they gave the altar call and she got up off the floor and came to the altar and received Jesus into her life. 
and kept hearing the word and kept hearing the word. And the next service she showed up, her hair was combed. She had on a nice dress. She sat there beside her mother in her right mind. Amen. And ended up being the wealthiest woman in that city, a building contractor that built whole neighborhoods for the city because of the word. Because of the word. The word was renewing her mind and renewed her mind. When you hear the word, when you read the word, you're partaking of the power of God. Amen. People say, I just want to be where the power of God's at. I can have the power of God working in me every day because the word's working in me right now. Say that out loud. The word's working in me right now. Tell your neighbor, the word's working in me right now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's correcting what needs to be corrected. It's stopping what needs to be stopped. It's starting what needs to be started. It's healing what needs to be healed. It's removing what needs to be removed. Amen. Because that, that's what the Word does. Right here tonight, something can leave your life, leave your body, leave your existence just because you're hearing the Word. You came with it and left without it because the Word is there. The Word, with the, the Bible says that Jesus was in, in the city, in Capernaum, in the house. And we know Jesus was the Word. And, and I, I, I understand that He was not the written Word, per se, as we say it, but He was the living Word that became the written Word. And the Bible says the Word was in the house, and because the Word was in the house, the power of God was present to heal them. Wherever the Word is, the power to be free is present. The power to be renewed is present. Oh, hallelujah. Look, look, look at Romans 12. This is so important. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. That's it. It's so important. You know, I've I've been doing this long enough that I've I've seen different fads blow through, and I've seen some of them blow through three or four times. And you know, now we're what's what's coming back in into to view is this fad of deliverance. Again, now there's a deliverance ministry, and we participate in the deliverance ministry. But the deliverance ministry is laying hands on people and casting the devil out of them, right? But what, but what, what will blow through? What will blow through is this whole thing of of going back to your your past sins and your past mistakes. And have you ever committed adultery? And have you ever committed fornication? Did you ever smoke dope? Did you ever this? Did you ever that? And they'll have a list that they got to go through. And let me, have you ever done this? Have you ever played within a Ouija board? Have you ever watched scary movies? How many, how many does that hit right there? You ever watched scary movies in your life, you know, right? Well, my point in saying that is they go through all those things and all those things are supposedly spirits. And I, I told a preacher friend of mine one time, I said, all those things that they're trying to call spirits, the Bible calls them a work of the flesh. And you can't cast the flesh out. 
You can't cast out the flesh and you can't counsel a demon. Amen. If, if there's a demon, you got to get rid of him. If it's the flesh, you got to crucify it. How do you crucify it? You take the word and you nail him to the cross. Amen. You do it with the word. The word is the sword of the spirit. And the Bible says, you know, in the book of Proverbs, it says, if you be a man, give an appetite, put a knife to your throat. And I was reading that one day, and the Lord said, you know, that can refer to a natural fleshly appetite, but that can mean if the works of the flesh are rampant in a person's life, they need to take the word and put the knife to their throat. They can stop it. Amen. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Now, we see what Paul's about to say is so important to him. He uses this word beseech, and in the Greek, it's I beg you. It carries the idea of I am on bended knee asking you, pleading with you, begging you to do this. You need to do this is what he's saying. I beseech you by the mercies of God. In other words, I'm beseeching you because God's merciful and he wants this to change. Is that right? That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I think it's the Amplified Bible says your rational, intelligent service, your spiritual act of worship. Amen. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So he says, I'm beseeching you to do this, and the result will be your mind will be renewed. You won't be conformed to this world any longer, and you'll actually be able to prove what the will of God is, and you'll find out that the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. See, you're right in the middle of the will of God. How do I know that? Because the Bible says the will of God is this, is that all men be saved. So if you are saved, you're in the will of God. Amen. Now, some believers, the will of God, they're not finding it good, acceptable, and perfect. And they're not finding it good, acceptable, and perfect because their mind isn't renewed. When you get your mind renewed, you find out that the life you're living is the best life that you could be living. You find out it's a good life. It's a perfect life. It's an acceptable life because you're seeing things through the lens of the Word of God. Not only does the Word of God change things, it changes the perspective of things. And you start seeing things through the lens of the Word of God. Of God instead of the lens of how you used to see it and you see victory instead of defeat and you see you see health instead of sickness and you see prosperity instead of poverty and you see hope instead of hopelessness because you're looking at it through the lens of the word of God glory the message Bible says so here's what I want you to do God helping you Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Your life. Amen. So notice, I have a part, and God has a part. I present my body, and the Word renews my mind. I present my body. Lord, not my way today, not what I want, not how I want to be. I lay this on the altar. This is the least I can do. Remember what James said in James 1? How do you have to receive the word? Humbly. Meekly. Right? That's how I receive the word. 
That, that's what this requires. I'm, I'm laying this on the altar, and I want my mind renewed. Right? This is the least I can do. Amen. You know, living for Jesus is not difficult at all when your mind's renewed. Right? I used to hear people in the church when I was growing up, oh, uh, you know, they'd ask for a testimony, and it was more like a, whew, sad story, Oni. It, 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 it always would start off with something like, y'all pray for me. It's been a hard day. You know, many are the afflictions of the righteous. And they never quoted all of it, that the Lord delivers them out of them all. They, they never said that, Right? What was the problem? An unrenewed mind. If you think the devil can do whatever he wants to do in your life, you don't have a renewed mind yet to the fact that you have all victory. Remember what we taught for how many weeks? That you are a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. That the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you. That you are not subject to the devil on any score. And you are defiant in the name of Jesus. And I will not allow that in my life. And I demand that it change in Jesus' name. That when your mind begins to be renewed, that's what you begin to do. I demand that this change. Amen. I'll tell my wife, I'll say, you hear me saying it. You hear me saying it. This is changing in the name of Jesus. This is changing. We're not, I'm not doing this. This is changing. This whole church, our whole body, our whole fellowship, we're in this huge place of momentum and transition and shifting. And people are seeing things they've never seen before. And they're understanding things they've never understood before. Because a door, a door of utterance has been opened into our city. And God has given the city in our hands for the preaching of the gospel. And we're raising up that spiritual production center that God could say, God said, we could raise up. What are we going to do? We're going to renew the minds. People that thought they were failures are going to find out they're winners. People that thought they couldn't do anything for God are going to find out they're still called by God. People that thought it was the end are going to find out it's just the beginning. Because they're renewing their mind. They're renewing their mind. Am I helping you? How do I present my body? How do I present my life? So that it results in the renewing of my mind. I present my body in my private time by getting in the Word consistently. I present my body by coming to church and hearing the Word. You know, you, you presented your body a living sacrifice tonight. You could be doing anything else right now. You could be at home doing whatever you would be doing at home. You could be resting. You could be enjoying whatever. But you chose to come and present your body to God a living sacrifice. Remember one of those uh, infer in inferences in James 1.21 is that the word is implanted either by you personally or by somebody else. And so when you come to church, the Word's being implanted into your spirit. And what's happening right now, your mind's being renewed. Your mind's being renewed. When you leave tonight, you're going to think different about something than when you came. 
Because your mind's going to be renewed. You mean it can happen that fast? Listen, baby, your whole life can change in a matter of seconds if you'll just let the Word have free course. Only the Word. Only the Word. You know how many testimonies we've got of people that have been flipping through the channels and came across our television program, and in a matter of moments, their life was changed? Only the gospel has that power. Only the gospel has that power. Only the gospel. Amen. You can have a man that's, oh, you can have a man that's been living his life his way for 50 or 60 years and flip across the television channel or a podcast or a radio station or whatever and hear the gospel. And in 30 seconds, 60 years of living for himself is gone. And the old is gone and the new has come. Only the gospel has that power. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I need you to understand. We're not, we're not trying to build some monument to Philip and Michelle. We're not trying to build some monument to how great we are. This is not the Philip and Michelle show. You have two pastors that realize something. When we got a hold of the Word of God, we were nothing. We had nothing. We were going nowhere. But the Word of God turned us into who we are. And we are forever grateful to our good God for having mercy on us and showing us His mercy and helping us grow into what we are. Plant the Word in your spirit it was the word that changed you i'm glad you're grateful that i brought it to you but it was the word that changed you oh glory amen you'll never reach a time that you don't need to renew your mind about something it'll constantly be being renewed that's uh, that's like in other words if you get drunk it dissipates and then you got to get drunk again if you want to feel that way. He said, there's dissipation with that. He said, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. The King James says, but be filled. The, 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 the Greek is be being filled. It's constantly. So tomorrow morning, you can get up and be fine. Today, you renewed your mind. Tonight, you'll renew your mind. Tomorrow, you'll renew your mind. Why? Because you're constantly in the Word. Amen. Mind renewal only occurs as you present your life under the authority of the Word. I am under the authority of the Word. That's important that you think that way. I can't say anything outside the Word, and I won't say anything but the Word. I'm under the authority of the Word. Amen. You know, there are ministers... And <laughs> I may have told you this story. If I have, just bear with me. It bears repeating. Pastor Michelle went to a, a meeting, a ministry that, that we, we used to be very close with. If I, if I told you the ministry, you'd know who it was, but very, very prominent ministry. And uh, she was there with, I think it was with Pastor Marie Price. And uh, she was just sitting there. The conference began the next day. She was there that evening, just went to church that evening. And the minister, the pastor was ministering, and he was talking about, people lying and he said everybody lies and he said i lie and then he looked up pastor michelle and said right michelle you lie and she's like no i don't lie amen i can tell you that i won't lie 
If, if I tell you something that's not right, it's because I didn't get the facts right. It's not because I wanted to lie to you. I won't lie to you, I won't lie for you, and I won't lie about you. And that's because my mind has been renewed. The Bible says God hates, H-A-T-E-S, hates lying. Hates it. He hates it. And I hate what God hates. Is that right? See, but remember, remember there, there may have been a time that either you thought I'll just shade the truth or you thought everybody shaded the truth and then you got your mind renewed and you're like, no, 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 no. Everybody doesn't do that. Believers don't do that. We, we are not people. We're not believers in name only. We're not Christians in name only. We're not holy in name only. We're not righteous in name only. We believe it because our minds have been renewed. Amen. Hallelujah. I told a young minister one time, he was, he was asking me about different things and, and talking to me about legalism. And I said, well, I don't believe necessarily in that because of the legalistic side of it. He said, but don't you believe that you need to live holy? And I looked at him and I said, I live holier by accident than most people do on purpose. Because my mind is renewed. You, you, know, you know when holy living becomes the norm is when your mind's renewed and that stuff's just not even appealing. Oh, glory. Amen. Your mind's renewed. Look, look, look at 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2. I hope I'm helping you. Because I'm going to tell you, people struggle too much with things they shouldn't be struggling with. And what it requires is the renewing of the mind. Because you can put up all kind of defenses. You can put up all kind of uh, uh, barriers. And if you don't renew your mind, you'll dig under, go around, climb over. You got to renew your mind. That that's not you. Amen. I've known believers that would wear a rubber band on their arm so that when they would cuss or get mad, they'd pop themselves with a rubber band. That's not going to renew your mind. Why you got to pop yourself? Because you're still cussing. Or whatever. Once you renew your mind, what happens? That cuts the cusser out. My wife preached that 20 years ago. Cut the cusser out. She didn't say it right. But anyway, I won't say what she said. Cuss the cusser out is what she said. Right? What, how does that happen when you renew your mind? Because you know the Bible says don't let any unwholesome. Right? Filthy communication come out of your mouth. So if the Bible tells you not to let that come out of your mouth, doesn't that mean that you have the ability to stop it? When will you realize you have the ability to stop it? When you renew your mind. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Listen, I've had people ask me, they say, Pastor, you'll get on things and you'll just preach on it, 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 teach on it. Let me, let me explain why. What is the goal 
And you don't have to answer out loud because I'll answer for you. What is the goal of a family, of a mom and a dad where their children are concerned? Here's the goal. To bring them to maturity. To bring them to a place where they can function adequately outside that home. In a le- at a level of maturity. Why? Because mom and dad aren't always going to be there. Over and over again, over the years, I would hear my pastor say, and he's taught me and told me over and over again, I always taught my people that they have to get a hold of the word for themselves because I'm not always going to be around. And I got to bring you to a place of maturity. What produces maturity? Repetition. Constantly hearing what needs to be heard. The most important thing of a local church is that people know they're safe. People know they're cared for. People know they're protected. And what produces protection and what makes people feel protection is sameness. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. And so so you have spiritual parents that are consistently teaching the same thing because it's maturing you. Your, Your mind is being renewed. And victory is the result. Amen. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1, Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile. Now stop and, and look at this. And he says, hypocrisies, envies, evil speaking. James and Paul and Peter were all writing to Christians. And James had to say, lay aside all naughtiness and filthiness. Paul said, had to tell them to present their body and renew their mind. And now Peter is writing to Christians, and he says, you need to get rid of malice, guile, hypocrisies, envies, and evil speakings. The church, in the church. What's the problem? I'll show you the problem. Watch. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. What is he saying? You're immature. Your minds aren't being renewed. If you get a hold of the word, you'll grow. And what will happen? You'll get rid of all that guile and hypocrisy and envies and evil speaking. Does that help you? Helps me. Amen. Hallelujah. So notice, we'll grow. No word, no growth. What happens as you present yourself under the power of the word? You grow. In, in other words, all these things are at the very least immature. When someone gets offended, they're just immature. Because there's never a good reason to be offended. Ever. Because the Bible told you not to be. Isn't that right? There's never a good reason to hold a grudge. The Bible told you not to. I got to renew my mind to that. You know, when you hold a grudge, it makes you feel good. But it's immaturity. When you get offended, you want to think you have a right to be offended. But it's immaturity. Well, if you know what they knew what they did to me, it, see, that doesn't matter. If I did know. And I may even agree with you that it was wrong. But what's the word say? This is what colors our life. 
This is what we base our decisions on. So you make the decision of the word, even if it goes counter to how you feel. Is that right? You have to. Hallelujah. Because that's, that's how I'm growing. And notice, he said, you have to desire the sincere milk of the word. You got to want it. You got to go after it. Amen. It's important. Because you can't change your thoughts because what produces completed salvation. Many translations says that uh, uh, you may grow thereby into completed salvation. Well, you know, there's salvation of your spirit. And it was instantaneous. You were instantaneously born again and created in the image of God when you got born again. Your spirit was dead, and immediately you were grafted into the family of God and became a new creature. But there's going to be a salvation of your body. The Bible says on that great resurrection morning, your body will be raised from the dead if you don't go in the rapture. And we'll receive the salvation of our body. The complete saving, the preservation, the, the victory of our body. Amen. But here, the context is this affects your mind. You'll always have a mind. When you die, you'll have a mind. Amen. You'll know where you're at. You'll be cognizant of where you're at. Amen. That, that, listen, the own, spirits cannot feel. You understand what I mean by that? So if, 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 you, if you were just a spirit and went to hell, what kind of punishment would that be? You got to have a thinker and a feeler and a chooser. You got to have a mind. In, in the book of Luke, the, the rich man was in torment. And he looked up and he saw Abraham. How do he know it was Abraham? He called him Father Abraham. How do he know? He had a mind. He knew who Lazarus was. He could recognize him. He had a mind. Abraham knew who he was. Amen. Glory to God. Your mind, your mind has to be renewed. It has to be brought under the power of the word. And and here's what I mean, completed salvation. So it's a consistent thing. My mind will not be fully renewed till the rapture. When the rapture occurs, my mind will be being renewed. And that's why the Bible says things like, then when you get there and you see Jesus, you'll be known as you are known. You'll understand things that you can't understand now because your mind will reach that state of perfection. Oh, glory. You can't change your thoughts without the word. And you cannot change your actions without the word. Amen. Thoughts change as mind renewal occurs. 
As I renew my mind, my thoughts change. As thoughts change, behavior can change. But my thoughts have to change. And for my thoughts to change, my mind has to be renewed. You, you, you need to understand something the Lord told me years ago. He said, the way you think is how you're going to see, and that's how you're going to be. Think, see, and be. Those three things never change. If you, if you want to change how things are, you've got to change how you think. And that will change how you see. And that will change how you are. You'll hear people say, well, I just need a change of scenery. Won't help. Your mind's not renewed. Because wherever you go, you're there. Amen. Hallelujah. When, when Pastor Michelle and I first got married, I worked on the, well, actually, I, I, at first I worked in, at, in the, uh, the meat department, the Piggly Wiggly. There towards the end of our tenure there in Tennessee, I worked on the maintenance staff uh, on an apartment maintenance crew. And, you know, we'd have brand new apartments. And somebody would move in, and within three weeks they'd have roaches. Well, who'd those roaches come with? They weren't there when you moved in. I'm not being ugly. I'm just saying, think about that. They were with them. Wherever you go, whatever state your mind's in, it's going. So you can try to change what you're doing, change where you're at. If you don't change this, you're just going to take everything you are to that new place. And then when you start seeing roaches, don't, don't ask where they come from. You brought them. You got to renew your mind. You got to renew, oh Lord, I'll say that. You got to renew your mind about relationships. Don't get into another relationship till your mind's renewed. You got to bring all your baggage, all your failures, all your fear all your worries, all your insecurities, and mess up somebody else's life. Make it hard on you. You got to renew your mind. You got to become who God said you are. You got to let go of all that. Amen. I don't know how many single ladies I got in here, but don't marry a whiny baby. Don't, don't marry a mama's boy that hasn't renewed his mind to the things of God. Put him on, put him on pause. Amen. Yeah, but baby, I love you. Yeah, but your mind is stinky. You got an unrenewed mind. You got a stinking thinking. And we got, we got to change that. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. This is important. If he won't come to church with you before you're married, he won't come to church with you after you're married. Well, I'll marry him and I'll change him. You need to renew your mind. That don't work. Hey, I said, that don't work. And I, and I realize people have to work, and, 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 and I realize all that. That's not what I'm talking about. What, what I'm saying is, is you got to get a hold of that. Because if you marry somebody without an unrenewed mind, ha, 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 it's, it's not going to be good. And, and, and glory to God. 
because thoughts change as mind renewal occurs. Many people have that backwards. They're trying to change behavior without realizing that thoughts drive behavior. Thoughts drive behavior. People say, well, I acted without thinking. No, you didn't. Because action always follows thoughts. You didn't think very long. Or you made a thought, may not have thought right, but you thought. Oh, this is food to grow by. Amen. See, investigate your mind. How do you think about things? I, I will always ask my, my staff, we'll be getting ready to implement something. Like right now, this is what I'm on, just so you'll know. This is what I'm on right now. What are we going to have to do different to accommodate 500 people? What steps do we have to take to be able to service 500 people? And then I got to go to every department and figure something out. So if I got 500 people coming, let's say 150 of those people, 150 of those families are going to have kids. So how much more staff am I going to need? How many more sets of staff am I going to need? Think about this. If 500 people come to church, you reckon probably at least, you know, we could say 500 people probably going to drive to church. So where are they going to park? What are we going to do with their cars? How are we going to get them in and out? See, mind renewal has to occur. Because you can get satisfied and your greatest asset becomes your greatest liability. Because we're satisfied in this building. God has been good to us. God has done wonderful things here. We have saw people healed of terminal diseases in this building. We, we had a man that came to uh, uh, Constitutores de Fe, our Hispanic congregation. He came uh, three weeks ago, and uh, I didn't know it. I had a word of knowledge that there was somebody there that was, had been diagnosed with cancer. I said, I want to pray for you, and he got up and came to the front, and we laid hands on him. He went back to the doctor just last week, and they said, there's no cancer in your body anywhere. Yeah. Amen. So God's doing wonderful things. We're seeing people delivered. We're seeing lives change. Ministries are being put back together. Lives are being put back together. But that is a great asset, but it become, can become our liability if we don't renew our mind and say, this is not all there is. This is not where God wants us to stay. And I got to renew my mind and start saying, what's it going to take to serve 500 people? Right? Right? And then because my mind's being renewed, then I got to put the pressure on them. You got to renew your mind. Oh, my goodness. Y'all got five minutes? Here, here's an example. Re re renewing the mind. When Pastor Michelle and I, anybody here ever hear of Mike Perky? Mike Perky used to sing, and you knew, you knew him, used to sing on TVN. And, and let, great man of God. Assembly of God pastor. And he pastored Lenexa Christian Center. And Pastor Michelle and I went there for a period of time when we were looking for a church. And uh, he's not pastoring that church anymore. His, his son is. But here's my thing. When you went to their church, there were two groups of people that got your newcomer information. It, it went to their office, but it went to their newcomer uh, uh, team. And when you left church, by the time you got home, there was a plate of chocolate chip cookies on your porch 
and a card thanking you for being in church. Not the next day. Not two days later. Before you got home. It was there. Right? Now think about, here's, I'm talking about mind renewal. So if you go to a church like that, and then you go to the church down the street because, you know, you're shopping, and you go visit them, and six days later, you get a lame card or a phone call. Where are you going? Cookies. Thank you, Brother Billy. Hallelujah. Cookie church. That's good, wasn't it? Now, I'm saying, you see, you got to renew your mind. God has our whole body in this process of mind renewal. That where we're at is not where we're going to stay. What you see right now, it's just the surface. What you see right now is just the beginning stages. It's taken the years it's taken to get us to the place that we need to be, but it's not going to stay this way. And so every leader, every department head, every person is renewing their mind. What do I have to do? I've got to look at my department, and I've got to determine, is this as big as it's ever going to be? If 500 people come tomorrow, that means there's going to be more of this. There's going to be more. See, if you don't renew your mind, your greatest asset can become your greatest liability. Amen. You got time for one more verse? 1 Corinthians 13. Oh, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. This is a familiar verse, but notice what Paul said. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So notice, I talked like a child. I thought, I reasoned like a child. See, it's the Word of God that matures us. We do things mature believers do because the Word matures us. So he said, there was a time I thought like a child. Well, I mean, how do children think? Well, I mean, you name any number of ways they think. They think money grows on trees. Right? Amen. They think mom or dad can do anything when they're a certain age. Right? I mean, one time, remember when they had the bridge under construction uh, over here, 430, and they had that one lane in the middle, and if you ever got in that lane, somebody broke down? Well, you're just stuck. Right? And Lily and I got in that lane. I hardly ever took that lane. But one day it looked like the fastest lane. And we got in that lane and somebody broke down. And I'm sitting there on the, on the bridge. I said, well, Lily. I said, somebody's broke down up there. And she said, well, just take your phone, call the person in front of us and find out what's going on. <laughs> I said, well, honey, I don't know their number. I don't know them. Well, just call them. It don't matter if you know them. Well, there's not like, you know, and the deeper you get into it, the dumber you sound. <laughs> you know, because you're trying to explain that one number doesn't fit all. Well, but you call everybody else. But honey, I don't know that person. 
Well, does that mean you can't call somebody you don't know? Okay, I'm done. I, evidently, I'm not smarter than a fifth grader. I, I thought as a child. I reasoned as a child. But notice, he said, when I became a man, I put away childish things. We could say it this way for the sake of our teaching. When I renewed my mind, I put away childish things. Amen. You got to renew your mind to this fact tonight. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. Amen. And you can mark it down the day and the time. I'm telling you, your best days are ahead of you. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? I hope you received from the word tonight. I know you did because you're just gluttons for the word. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen.